again. This is Zach with La Familia Ayahuasca. I'm sitting here with Jess, whom you may have already heard before. Hello. And then we have special guests. We have Neil and Adriana. Hi, folks. Hello. <laughs> so first, uh, Adriana is from Colombia, and Neil and Adriana met in Colombia in, uh, not, was it in an ayahuasca ceremony? Not exactly, um, but it was certainly around an ayahuasca ceremony. Okay, okay. And so um, it's, it's an interesting situation because just like Jess and I met um, around ayahuasca, so did Adriana and Neil. And then on top of that, it, we, we have an opportunity because Colombia's tradition around ayahuasca is quite different than the mestizo tradition that we have, uh, that I've worked with in, in Peru. And I, frankly, personally have no background in, in the, the ways that uh, the Taitas in Colombia. Uh, well, that's where you got to go to our wedding. Yes, um, that's in right. July, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing is that uh, Neil and Adriana are getting married when? July 20th in, in Colombia. Right on. Right on. And we're hoping, and it's on the Caribbean coast. Yeah, just over the border from Panama, a really special place that Adriana is from, mm. at Choco Caribe. Yeah. Cool. Amazing part of the world. Yeah. Get some beach time, some wedding time, and then ceremony. That's the plan. That's the plan. We can make it happen. We are also, pardon the background noise, we are um, on our deck, and so we're a little exposed here, but uh, it should be fine. Um, so Adriana can speak English and understands English just a little. <laughs> She's just a little shy. So um, we've worked out um, kind of a translation situation here where Neil will oftentimes be um, translating for Adriana, unless Adriana wants to try to speak English, which would be great too. So with that said... No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> with that said, you might have to endure some some Spanish in an Irish accent. It's, there we go. That's Did not you, a problem for anybody. As an, as an aside, <clears throat> I don't know if you saw, but um, the Irish accent was voted the most sexy accent in the world. Well, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that's before this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, right. hopefully this will put us over the yeah. top. Oh, that's right. And I'm sorry, Neil is from, from Ireland. Correct. And um, you obviously spent time in... in, in um, Colombia, and now you're living here in Sununa, Guatemala. Guatemala, yep. And you're um, both of you are running own and run um, a permaculture farm. Can you talk a little bit about that before we? Sure. Yeah. Um, I actually came to to Guatemala uh, over five years ago when I was writing my my thesis on in a in a as part of a master's I did in in uh, sustainable development. Um, and uh, I came to Guatemala really interested, I, it was my second time coming, really interested in sort of indigenous cosmovision and indigenous farming practices especially. So I came to write my thesis, I, I'd become very interested in the team of permaculture several years before that. Um, and yeah, came to, to look into the and explore the indigenous culture here in this country and, and, and indigenous farming techniques. and I, Spent a year writing my thesis while I worked for uh, for an NGO here, and well, one thing led to another. But I, 
really all the time I've been here I've been working in kind of sustainable farming and and, and really studying a lot about um, native plants um, plant medicines um, and and alternative farming techniques and eventually having worked for a bunch of different people um, Shad Goodsey the owner of Atitlan Organics included um, me and my partner my other partner my business partner and friend Jeremy Fellows uh, bought a piece of land um, and funnily enough having bought the land and having done like a, a long search for it and, and getting a piece that we really liked before we actually started working on it, before we'd even broken ground, I decided to go down to Colombia mm. for sort of a holiday and looking for some inspiration. I'd never d taken ayahuasca before. Um, I had only that loose intention of, of, of going down to recharge a little bit and, and, and maybe ins and, and find some, some new inspiration and hopefully connect with some uh, with with a little bit of the indigenous culture down there and the medicine culture and and that's why I met Adri mm -hmm. uh, and I met we met down there uh, should I tell that story yeah let's just roll right into that yeah, um, absolutely that was a, you know I that was a sort of extraordinary experience um, I had I went down to I went to to Bogota and I. I went down to stay with a friend of mine that I that I actually come and worked on one of the permaculture farms that I was that I used to work at um, as a volunteer, and uh, he's quite into the the medicine scene down in Colombia, and I, I, I trusted him a lot. Um, so him and a couple of friends of his were going to the mountains up above Medellin uh, to do a ceremony with a taita that they that they had a lot of. Uh, respect for and, and they told me like if you're gonna do a, if you're gonna do your first ceremony this guy's really legit um, so why don't you come with us so we got a boat we got a we got a bus all the way to Maine and, and one of the guys knew Adriana um, and and said oh this this friend of mine says that we can leave our stuff in in our house uh, so we went up this beautiful um, beautiful place called uh, Santa Elena Santa Elena in el Parque Albi yeah, in, in, in El Parque Arvi, which is just this beautiful, like, wooded area, a lot, a lot of native forests um, and, and running water and just spectacular area. And uh, we we stopped in Tadri's house in the, in the afternoon kind of to say hi and to, like, leave our stuff mm -hmm. so that we could go off and do this ceremony that was going to take all night. Um, and then the plan was actually to come back the next day, uh, rest for a couple of hours, and 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 then my two my my, my friends, my two traveling companions, were going to catch a bus and go on to go on to the beach actually, and I was supposed to go with them. Uh, and you know, obviously, your first ayahuasca ceremony it was like a a lot of things happened, but the main thing really, while the music was happening and while I was like on this journey, the main intuition that I kept having was. Um, you need to stay here. This is where you need to be. Um, I'd had a brief conversation with Adriana, and she she told me that she just moved into the house and that she really wanted to start a garden. Um, and really, with no ulterior motive, I went back. I went straight back to the house and I said, "Look, my friends are leaving, but I don't really have any plans. And what would you think if I stayed here and helped you start a garden?" Um, so I did. It was a a kind of a steep piece of land. <laughs> 
I spent three or four days working with a pickaxe and terraced it all out and uh, and then me and her went and like started finding organic matter and making compost and, 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 and building up the fertility of the soil and, and planting it and sort of during that process was actually how we, we fell in love and just fell really, really quickly into this this rhythm. Mm. Um, and we ended up spending uh, the next month traveling around Colombia, um, had some really interesting experiences with some with some taitas, with some really connected with this, some real wisdom that, that that country has and really just had a fantastic experience and somehow in, in that process managed to convince Adriana that she should come back and live with me in, in Guatemala and help wow. me and help me start this farm which she has done and it's been a been a magical experience um, and you know almost two years after starting work on the land we now have a really productive farm farm to table restaurant uh, we work a lot with with Shad my, one of my original mentors at Atitlan Organics to not just produce a lot of uh, food and, and, and try and heal a lot of um, landscapes but to we also work together quite a lot, teaching courses and, and sort of starting to share this mm-hmm. this movement. And yeah, Adriana has been instrumental in that. So I mean, the the, the story of our, our love story is um, it's inseparable from the medicine actually mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well, it's interesting because um, this is the first time we've heard the full story mm-hmm. uh, we've heard um you know we knew obviously before the podcast that you had met via the medicine but it's particularly interesting that you weren't in that first ceremony weren't uh, together and you didn't get a like oh adriana you need to focus in which i think and tell me what you guys think um is probably a healthier way of connecting is this you know, medicine just kind of nudged you in this direction rather than this big vision of like oh my, oh my god Adriana's the woman for me or Neil's the man for me because that kind of vision can be a little bit um, you know questionable particularly the first ceremony because in the first ceremony you're still cleaning out a bunch of egoic gunk right so any I think I think it was important Adri had done an awful lot I spent an awful lot of time in ceremony but I think I definitely feel like it was important that she wasn't in that ceremony mm-hmm. somehow, and the the medicine tricked me a little bit. It, it really what the the image that kept coming to me was you need to you need to make you need to do something beautiful. You need to create something. Mm. Now that you're here, you're sort of like you're beyond this stage in your journey of just going and hanging out in Colombia and going to the beach and drinking beers and mm. whatever. You need to stay here and you need to create something that was really the message actually mm-hmm. uh, I'd only briefly met Adriana um, we you know we got on well but there actually weren't any like initial fireworks so it, and I think it was nice that she wasn't in it and I, I, I know exactly what you're saying Amor tu que piensas que la pregunta era el hecho de que tu no estabas en la ceremonia y nos conocimos así poco a poco en vez de estar juntos en la ceremonia estar viajando y tener una imagen increíble del otro que también puede ser un poco tramposo si pasa así y que es peligroso también enamorarse bajo la influencia de, de, de ayahuasca Sí, pues realmente cuando Neil llegó a mi casa en ese momento un amigo más y no pasa nada mm. 
Y al otro día, cuando él me dijo que por qué no se quedaba en mi casa, que hacíamos el intercambio y él me hacía la huerta, fue como, bueno, está bien, normal. Pero luego, en esa semana, porque nos demoramos una semana con, conociéndonos, enamorándonos, solo hacíamos como pequeños clics, clics, y sentíamos que todo encajaba. Es algo muy particular que como dos semanas antes de que Neil llegara a la casa yo estaba como, necesito hacer algo con la tierra, necesito trabajar y encontré un libro de permacultura y dije, eso es lo que necesito hacer, necesito hacer permacultura o estudiar permacultura o algo con permacultura y me llega un experto de permacultura a mi casa, entonces no estábamos en la ceremonia en ese momento pero siento que alrededor todo estaba confabulado, predestinado para que el encuentro hubiera sido. She started by saying that um, we we actually took like a week or so to click mm. together and um, that yeah she wasn't in the ceremony, um, but that a couple of weeks beforehand she had she'd been up she'd been in her house and and she she'd been. I guess looking a little bit for a new direction and, and found a book on permaculture mm. and, and very firmly decided this is what I, I want to focus on. Mm. And like I say, Adri had done a lot of, um, spent a lot of time in ceremony and done a lot of work with medicine, but you know, she wasn't in this ceremony. So the fact that she wasn't, I think, allowed things to go at a much slower, more natural, more organic pace. And But really there does seem to be this really clear um message of intention behind mm. it i think adri had like maybe leaving a little bit from the translation she'd very much connected to her own power of of, of putting clear intentions out there and, and that was one she had put out mm -hmm. uh i think along also with with finding a partner mm. <laughs> and and then coincidentally in her words not mine a, a permaculture expert showed up at her door I, Yeah. The more I learn about permaculture, the less of an expert actually. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's nice that she says that. Um, it's interesting because we, we find that those who work with ayahuasca uh, somewhat consistently, and even after the initial you know, three to five ceremonies, they start to notice synchronicities in an accelerated fashion and really trusting their intuition. And so, would you would you say that's kind of what was was going on? Is you're like, okay, a permaculture, and then it, it's almost I hate to use the word manifestation because that's that's kind of a cliche cliche in a way, but um, but yeah, it seems like the the medicine can do that um, in a lot of ways. Do you find that in in other parts of your life too, not just with Neil? Te notas eso de que muchos que toman medicina por un rato se nota el poder de la, de la manifestación y intención y si aparte de esa experiencia con la permacultura has como notado esa relación con no solo con la medicina pero con eh, sí totalmente realmente yo empecé a tomar medicina ayahuasca específicamente hace cinco o seis años atrás y con las personas que conocí, la nueva familia que creé en Colombia, eh, el sentido. So yeah, I'm, will I just translate? Mm -hmm. 
bit by bit so yes absolutely she she started to take ayahuasca um about five years ago with this new family that she had become part of in colombia entonces todas esas personas que conocí como mi familia de ayahuasca en colombia el su energía su brillo su intención su querer materializar o hacer las cosas está totalmente vivo y activo mm -hmm. y he podido ver como materializan o recrean una armonía en la que quieren vivir. So she started to notice with 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 these new she uses the the word family but she's really talking about her friends. Family, yeah. yeah. Um of, of these people who and she could know in them this like this power and this clarity um and this ability to materialize and to manifest what what they wanted and she very much connected with that energy. Que okay. desde ese tiempo que empecé a tomar ayahuasca usó una frase como que me identifica y es que cuando uno cree en la magia y tiene la varita mágica encendida que es cuando uno cree en sí mismo y saca toda su fuerza interior tiene el poder de crear o manifestar todo lo que sienta y crea. ¿Y cuál es el dicho? Cuando uno tiene la varita mágica encendida. So when someone has their magic wand uh, turned on, that todo es posible, yeah. that everything is possible, and mm -hmm. you know, yeah. She, so I guess the the magic wand really is this is this symbol for like having your uh, internal energy turned on, mm -hmm. or, or or that's really how she's saying it. Um, and Adri, you know, she calls herself a a bruja, a, a witch, and very much very very connected to to that magic really and she like she believes in it and she really helps me see the magic in in the world kind of like on a day-to-day -day basis actually um, even very interesting the way we met I think we both had put our in, I think we had both individually decided we were ready for a proper partnership mm -hmm. uh, You know, and and my solution to that was, well, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, not necessarily. I didn't go to Colombia looking to find my partner, but I, I'm a searcher. I'm a, mm. I'm an Irish person living in Guatemala in the first place, and then I, I'm not content with that. I want to go up a mountain in Colombia, and and, you know, and I want to <laughs> keep keep finding new roads, and, you know, Adri's, uh, solution to it was was very different. It was much more one based on. Well, I'm going to retreat and I'm going to live in this quiet mm. place in the woods and I'm going to wait for what I want to come to me, <laughs> which I don't have the faith for that. But uh, amazing to see how the different energies work. You know? mm -hmm. totally. I, I would like to, uh, um, as an aside, este palabra de bruja in Mexico y creo que Colombia es poco diferente que en, en Perú. Mm -hmm. En Perú este bruja es bien mala. <laughs> Pero eh, creo que eh, curandera. Curandera. Sí. So I'm, I'm just checking with, uh, um, with Adriana. In, in Peru, the word bruja, or which um, is actually quite negative, um, but in Mexico and in Colombia, it, it's synonymous, it's lo mismo que um, 
curandera. Um, healer, curandero or curandera. So for those of you who are familiar with the Peruvian traditions and hearing that word bruja, just understand that it's a different um, different culture and different usage of the word. Creo que esta palabra en Colombia y creo que en todo el mundo desde la Inquisición fue una palabra negativa, bruja. Pero en Colombia y en México, donde se ha estado despertando mucho la medicina y también con el feminismo, con los movimientos feministas y todo eso, se está tratando de reivindicar la palabra bruja. Porque en realidad las que llamaron brujas desde la Inquisición fueron las curanderas, las sabias, las sanadoras. Entonces en Colombia y en otros países estamos tratando de reivindicar esa palabra y reconocernos como brujas, como sanadoras. Y también se reconoce que hay brujas malas y brujas buenas, por así decirlo. Activando el poder de las brujas buenas. She's talking about um, how, yeah, all over the world, really, the word witch has this negative connotation, especially since the Inquisition and, and the burning of the witches and the sort of like outlawing of, especially really the, the sort of feminine energy, mm -hmm. um, and, but really in the sort of circle she's in in Colombia and in Mexico and in other places people are like retaking that word mm -hmm. uh, and and reconnecting with their with their energy as healers and as magicians and artists and, and whatever else it is and, and, and I guess just like re reclaiming it so sure. yeah, it's, it's interesting yeah, it, <laughs> to say the least and I guess the se, se, se dije con mucho respeto y yo entendí pero necesito explicar I was just saying I, I understand where she's coming from and just wanted to explain because um, this is a subject that when I first went on retreat and it continued during my time in Peru talk about brujas and brujos in a very negative way so I want to make it clear that that um, it's a it's just a little definition thing that's going on so thank you interesting yeah. so how is it used how In what, in what sense do they use it in Peru? Well, the, the brujas and brujos are often um, blamed for stuff, stuff that goes on, negative stuff that goes on ceremony and in life. Um, mm. uh, and so it's, it's kind of this battle of good and evil. Light versus dark. Light versus dark without... Um, and at the same time... You know, uh, certainly came across brujas in 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 um, particularly in the markets, the medicine market in uh, Belen, which is in Iquitos, where the woman was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a witch, but I'm a white witch. I'm a you know, I help people." Da, da, da. Um, so it all depends on what little subculture you're sure. involved in. And I just sure. wanted to be clear about that. Yeah, in Colombia, también los taitas que tienen como miedo y respeto y rechazan las brujas. Mm. Pero los mismos taitas, como a las amigas o a los del círculo de medicina, nos dicen brujitas, ah, tú eres una brujita, pero mm. dándole ellos mismos también el otro sentido, uh -huh. a que también hay brujitas buenas. Así es. Yeah, so you do have that little bit of a negative connotation with, with taitas in, in, in Colombia as well, but they also will say to, you know, their friends that they see this little bit of power and they'll, they'll call them brujitas or mm. like a mm. kind of a cute way of calling them 
witches in in a sort of a positive aspect. So endearing, uh, endearing yeah. kind of a way that you're 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 a good witch, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. So for sure, this culturally, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's so amazing because how lineages in ayahuasca in the medicine or cultures are so different when you just move a little bit um, from one area to another. For example, here on Lake Atatlan, we have Tsununa right next to San Marcos, right next to San Pedro, San Juan, and, and each village, little tiny villages, have marked differences in their culture. It's yep. like it's, it, even for a gringo and a newcomer sure. like myself, newcomer like myself, it's, it's very clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just go 15 minutes in one direction to a different little town or aldea and people dress completely differently. There's a different attitude about... Different language often. Yeah, yeah. often different language. There are several Mayan languages spoken around the lake and you just hop a couple of villages over and it's, you know, it goes from Cachaquel to Sutuhil. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Back on, on track. So... Um, question for both of you um we get this question a lot is is existing couples wanting to come and do an ayahuasca retreat with us but they're hesitant should we come alone should we come uh, together what's best um and i'm curious on your thoughts on that and what situation they should come together maybe what situation they should be come separately um, and then we might uh, kind of jump in afterwards and, and mm. talk about how we approach it. Traduzco. Entonces la pregunta es, ellos reciben muchas preguntas de, de gente interesados, parejas interesados en, ser, en hacer ceremonia y a veces tienen miedo de hacer la ceremonia juntos. Y en, ¿En qué situación piensas que es apto que lo hacen en pareja o, o separado? ¿Cuál es tu opinión respecto a esto? Bueno, creo que es una eh, opinión o una eh, elección muy personal mm. y depende también de lo que cada uno quiere ir a trabajar o a investigar o a reflexionar en sí mismo con la ayahuasca y también depende de la confianza que se tenga con mm. la pareja mm-hmm. y... So it's it's a very it's a very personal decision, and it, it depends a lot on what the um, what the person or people in question are wanting to work on mm-hmm. uh, within themselves through the medicine, um, and it also depends a lot on the level of trust mm-hmm. within the relationship. Sí, porque hay situaciones en las que vas a tomar ayahuasca y puede ser muy íntimo, muy tranquilo, pero también cuando vienes a tratar un tema en particular o algo puede ser muy intensa, muy profunda o sacar cosas que no quieres que tu pareja sepa o que no llegue a esa profundidad. Entonces, creo que es una decisión muy personal. Yeah, because there are certain things that can come up that there may be blockages around because you don't want them coming up in front of your partner mm-hmm. um, and and so it really is like a, a very a very personal decision I think to take y también creo que es posible que en una situación fuerte si estás al lado de tu pareja y te da miedo como mostrar esas otras cosas que no siempre somos conscientes te puedes sentir un poco cohibido o 
no tan abierto para que la medicina haga y muestre lo que tenga que sacar. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like um, the, I guess, if if you have fear, I'm paraphrasing actually, but if you have fear, um, showing vulner vulnerability in front of your partner, it actually that may like prevent you from opening and letting mm. the medicine do its work. Um, which is yeah, yeah really interesting yeah so uh, and also if, if one is hiding something from a partner si uno está escondiendo algo de eso. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah it may come to the surface or it may keep keep one from getting into the medicine yeah um yeah we we when we get that question it's like well very similar answer it's like if if you're really tight and in alignment already and have a good relationship and and want to work on strengthening that relationship and there isn't a lot of conflict going on then absolutely yeah this will this will really be good um however it the, i think that one of the worst case scenarios <laughs> is um a couple who is really having problems and they're, they're thinking that maybe drinking ayahuasca together will help solve that problem that's like a probably most likely no go individually and work on your individual problems and that might when that's done that one of two things can happen either they come closer together because they've worked through their own issues or you know what this I, isn't really this worth is, it exactly we gotta we gotta um, so in those situations would would you agree in that estas de acuerdo en eso de que en en muchos casos parejas esperando que la ayahuasca va a curar sus problemas que están teniendo muchos conflictos um, eh, que es mejor en ese caso hacer el trabajo solito y, y personalmente como si separados y, y luego juntarse o decir que bueno a través de este trabajo me di cuenta que no estamos para estar juntos Sí, totalmente. Bueno, no he conocido muchos casos de parejas que quieren ir a trabajar como su, sus relaciones, pero seguramente uno normalmente cuando trabaja ayahuasca quiere trabajar todas sus relaciones, entonces las parejas es importante. Pero sí, creo que sería en esos casos mejor cada uno por su lado para que realmente trabaje esa profundidad y mire lo que tengo que mirar y no lo que decía antes de sentirse un poco como, como bloqueado o no querer estar tan expuesto a sacar todo por así decirlo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she was largely agreeing with you there the the, the importance of doing that um, that personal work. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, anyone who's who's a stickler for for Spanish and enjoying listening to Adriana um, might be appalled at my, my my abilities to translate. I'm definitely not doing it word for word. Yeah, yeah paraphrasing. Uh, paraphrasing completely. Um, but yeah, I guess maybe just to to add to that, or it was interesting when we did the ceremony with you guys. Uh, it was our first time doing a ceremony outside of Colombia, um, and. You know, it came at an interesting time for us. We'd been together almost two years and 
been almost completely two years of complete bliss but actually just at the time that the ceremony happened we had just actually started to kind of like fight and argue for the mm. first time um you know surprise surprise uh you know it happens to every couple mm-hmm. um and the ceremony came like at a really really beautiful time you know because we had been doing all the kind of like textbook right things you know falling back on sort of non-violent communication um dissecting our feelings a little bit but we had just started to trigger each other a little bit and it really was was stunning for me to a experience the dynamic between you guys and what to me is a sort of like not not wanting to put you guys on a pedestal in any way and say like you know but to see that that energy of 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 the masculine and feminine energy sort of like in in a really healthy embodiment of both and how and, and and to feel the harmony between you two really helped me to actually challenge a few of the kind of stupid things that i had been doing in the relationship and maybe like putting um uh yeah i guess just not standing up in a few ways that that i wanted that that maybe was not taking responsibility for a few things anyway the whole the whole process really helped me to see things in in a, in a kind of a new way and actually since the thing we've just we've gone right back to like being in an amazing amazing place again um and so it's like everything it's like every question in life <laughs> the answer is always both <laughs> yeah yeah and and to be clear that question that we receive are from people who don't have any experience yet yeah and so you 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 both had already extensive experience and right so that's you already kind of know how to d- do the dance so to speak and yes uh, so and one thing you had said to me which i did think was helpful is like it is important that when the ceremony starts that you're not like trying to help each other through it mm-hmm. really that you're just you, it is your journey it is such a personal thing you know I was just going to comment on that too because I think one thing that, that I would tell a couple looking to come to ayahuasca whether they could do it separately or together is how codependent are you like mm. can you stay in your own lane if your partner is having a really hard time are you going to be able to still just send them love and focus on what's going on with you or are you going to open that that gateway with the other person that goes for family members too mm. not just mm. you know romantic couples but family members i've definitely seen i've definitely sat between some family members and felt like i had to hold up walls of energy on either side to keep it from yeah. from going a little bit crazy so yeah. yeah how how focused can you be on your on your own experience or are you going to be worried the whole time or what's going on with my mm-hmm. partner what are they experiencing what does it have anything to do with me oh my god mm, you know? right mm. really good point yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely seen that with, like, particularly comes to mind as a, a couple of brothers that were really close, and they were having a hard time staying in their own lane and not, not getting involved in the other yeah. person. Yeah, um, yeah it's, so, it, it is, it's so interesting. Um, I mean, I guess it's just that, that thing of, and I guess it's where your job is important also in, like, holding that space. Um but for people just to be able to like sit that's and i think that's what the medicine really does force you to do in some way or another is that it makes you just like sit in 
whatever's going on and experience it um and i guess that's why those those it it can be a very intense experience for some people you Mm -hmm. know it's funny personally i have never had that i have never i haven't done that many ceremonies but i have never had this like really like difficult Mm. and i i guess one of the things that i'm curious to do is like all the ceremonies i've done they've been like one-offs yeah so i've never done you know it was interesting i was talking to a a girl that i respect a lot that did one of your recent retreats Mm -hmm. and because i almost i'll be honest like almost kind of like laugh at people a little bit because it's like everyone's takes this stuff so seriously and Mm. like oh you know she'll take you some to some dark places and you know that has not been my experience every Mm. time i've done it it's been wonderful mm-hmm. you know for sure some like intense stuff coming up but um, just an all around really really enjoyable experience um, and but hearing this this girl who you know really mature woman self aware mm-hmm. had clearly done a lot of work on herself but hearing her talk about I think her third of four things with you where the first two times were like just blissed out listening to the singing listening you know in and and then the third time boom all this stuff came up out of nowhere that she had like not expected to come up at all or that she wasn't even aware was going on so i think there is something it's maybe there for me to to explore is one of these like longer retreats where you're like doing Mm -hmm. kind of going into it for a few days Yeah. yeah and that's that's a big reason and thank you for sharing that because that's a big reason we do multiple ceremonies is that it goes deeper 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 each time and then it's at some point there's going to be a what <laughs> this is not what i necessarily thought was going to happen we we hear that quite a lot it's like i think this last retreat um one was like this retreat was totally not what i expected in any shape way shape or form um and um you know she, she had some physical stuff going on and she was just going through a lot of physical healing but she'd come in with this idea it's going to be all like psychedelic healing yep. you know that we you know hear about and so forth um so thank you for for bringing that forth and adriana have, have, have you done the multiple yeah yeah um in colombia tuve varias eh, retiros de ceremonia de hasta 10 días y sí cada vez que tomas continuamente en, en una completa ayuno o en un retiro en el espacio, en el lugar, con la gente que está alrededor, es mucho más profundo, la profundidad que puedes lograr en el conocimiento de la medicina. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, she's, she's done several of these, um, these continual um, um, tomas, like... Mm-hmm takes drinks, drinks uh, <laughs> over like an extended period where she's also been fasting and it the it, it gets deeper every time the mm-hmm. the place you're taken to so i'm the only one here who hasn't done that, done that. Mm-hmm. which brings we can maybe move into um talking about um colombia and you know colombia my understanding is only recently has there been the beginning, the, just the beginning of uh, full-on retreats where they bring, is very organized and so forth, but 
up until, re like I said, recently, even those organized retreats that you may have participated in were not like gringo level organization, <laughs> if that makes any, uh, not to, you know, it's, it's the point being is that gringos were very soft, were very delicate, um, complicated, sophisticated in not necessarily the best way. <laughs> um, and so for us to even start to feel comfortable and get into the medicine, we have certain requirements. Um, whereas Colombia, that's just maybe starting to happen, and um, which is a great thing because there's still, for those who are super adventurous like yourself, right? gringos who are super adventurous and are willing to... I'm not a gringo, by the way. Gringos in North America. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. All right, well, that's another debate. That's another debate. Let's keep it going. <laughs> Um, anyway, but the point being is, is that in Colombia, I would love to hear you guys talk about this, there are still opportunities to go off into the jungle in this very, very authentic setting, which is not going to be appropriate for all gringos. From a romantic standpoint, yes, um, but from a reality standpoint, it may be a shocker for some people. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, it... Like I say, for someone like me who's looking, it was, I guess, I'll probably like diverge a little bit from the point because honestly, I, I did have this thing where I didn't want to take ayahuasca with a gringo shaman. Mm. Right, I wanted the f the real experience. Just like when I came to Guatemala, I wanted to like learn farming from indigenous farm, you know, and and actually I. Uh, as I be, you know, read about things like Zen, and as my 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 worldview actually sort of started to soften, and mm. I realized, well, actually, just because this shaman isn't from a family who grew the medicine that lives in the jungle, and it can still be a, a fantastically authentic experience, which is exactly what I found with you guys. But yeah, for sure, doing an experiment. Uh, uh, a ceremony with you guys and the really nice cushions and the kind of yoga deck <laughs> and the nice tea afterwards was a hell of a lot different to like going up the mountain and uh you know paying a couple of hundred pesos was like what I, you're basically just paying the cost of the of mm. the shaman and uh you know basically you're in a kind of a tent um with a fire in the center and it's kind of smoky and there's a, a grass patio outside and a, and a latrina that you go do your thing in mm. when the when the medicine kicks in and it is not a, a it's not easy to find it's not easy to uh, you know the normal's gonna hold your hand and translate for you and if you're having a bad experience nobody's gonna like rub your back <laughs> like the, the title will kind of look at you and say yeah. good <laughs> that's, that's what needs to happen um, so you know uh, and, but I, I think there's huge value in, in both those experiences you Absolutely. know and I'm, I'm really really lucky I've had like the two extremes of it in a sense que amor la onda de ayahuasca en Colombia que todavía está muy rústico no y que hay muy pocos como retiros así hecho para el, el gringo que quiere ser como consentido y cuidado durante toda la experiencia y, um, y tal vez alguien para hacerle entender la experiencia because that is the other thing that I must say for me was very important 
you know, I didn't have anyone after I did ceremonies in ayahuasca who could speak not my language physically because I, I speak quite good Spanish, but who could help me to integrate the mm. experience. And you know, that was one of the things that I really connected with, with you about Zach. You know, your interesting kind of philosophy and Ken Wilbur and sort of like being able to bridge the, the experience and help so certainly I think that side of it, someone with a sort of like modern almost Western. what would you call it? Like sort of Western Western mixed with Eastern, really. Western mixed with Eastern, a kind of someone with basic knowledge of sort of uh, the workings of the inner workings of the mind, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, psychology and uh, and that kind of stuff to help people integrate that experience. And that's why I think what you guys do is is, is so valuable. Mm -hmm. So for sure, if you go into the, in my experience, you go, you do a ceremony in a place like Colombia up in the mountains it's the different path <laughs> you're like you're, th you're, you're, your you're thrown over the edge and, and nobody and, and you got to make sense of it for yourself which like I say absolutely great yeah, yeah. but I think yeah, yeah just like everything it depends yeah okay bueno la ayahuasca en Colombia ha evolucionado muchísimo en los últimos años so ayahuasca in Colombia has, has evolved a lot in, in the last few years mm. Eh, lo que me han contado los otras personas que conozco es que hace 20, 30 años cuando la ayahuasca apenas empezó a salir del sur de Colombia en el Putumayo que es como la puerta de la Amazonía en Colombia porque la, la ayahuasca está en toda la Amazonía peruana. So what they, what they tell me is that 20 or 30 years ago when ayahuasca was just making its way out of Putumayo, which is kind of like the doorway to the Amazon in Colombia, where where the ayahuasca is from. Eh, y hace muchos años, cuando iniciaron las primeras ceremonias de taitas saliendo desde la selva a dar medicina en las ciudades, eran ceremonias de 100, 200 personas y donde la ayahuasca era un brebaje bastante espeso y amargo y fuerte y no eran fáciles esas ceremonias. Mm -hmm. So those first ceremonies, uh, you know, 20 or 30 years ago with a couple of hundred people in and around cities in Colombia, really when, I guess, was when ayahuasca first started to make its way out to the non-indigenous um, Colombians of, 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 of the Amazon. And they were like, it was thick and bitter the medicine is how she describes it and 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 they were like difficult ceremonies very mm -hmm. intense entonces los abuelos dicen que ellos tenían el legado de guardar la ayahuasca la medicina y solo el que pudiera llegar hasta la selva podía tomarla y acceder a ella so they the 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 grandfathers had the opinion that it was their duty to to protect the medicine mm. and that only those who could arrive to the jungle mm -hmm. were should take it. Eh, pero recibieron como la el llamado o, el, o el, las indicaciones de empezar a salir a brindársela a los a los hermanitos menores o a nosotros porque estábamos un poco enfermos mm -hmm. y dispersos y que necesitábamos ya la ayuda de la ayahuasca y por eso empezó a salir a las ciudades y a otros países. So they they started to receive the the call. The younger Taita started to receive uh, this this calling that their hermanitos, their like younger brothers, uh, which are like I guess um, 
white people uh, or or mestizo, people, yeah. mestizo white people um European people of, yeah, yeah um, people of more of the western cosmovision I guess uh, were really quite sick and quite in need of help mm-hmm. and for that reason they started to like take take the medicine out with them mm-hmm. y con esto la medicina también se abrió para que mestizos o colonos o blanquitos o gringos mm-hmm. a llegaran a aprender también el conocimiento de la medicina y a llevarlo a otros lugares so yeah that they started to share it with um you know mestizo blank white people um foreigners uh so that it would like disperse and and, and start to help people y le también ha, ha evolucionado eh, la consistencia y como el amor de la medicina porque antes era una cosa muy espesa y difícil de tomar y cada vez dicen las personas que toman que se ha vuelto más más suave, yeah, más dulce, más fácil de tomar mm. y menos fuerte el, mm-hmm. el efecto. El efecto también. So yeah, the the medicine has also become what as she understands it like sort of softer mm-hmm. and and more loving and sweeter uh, whereas at the start it was this really intense um, difficult experience. Mm-hmm. Y es que la medicina ha cambiado o la el la conciencia la conciencia ha cambiado los abuelos dicen que antes necesitaba ser así de fuerte porque mm-hmm. necesitábamos como un golpe duro en la cabeza para so, reaccionar y la conciencia ha cambiado pero es, también es, es para este un, un, en la selva es agresivo y en la selva es más fuerte y los abuelos estaban enseñados a preparar medicina mm. para taitas, para mm. abuelos que mm. era una tortuga gigante y, y espesa y ellos la aguantaban sí. y así lo empezaron a sacar y la vida en la, en la selva es más es dura, más dura. Yeah. y ahora empezaron a suavizarla con yeah, la salida so. al mundo so that's interesting it's like hard to know it's a little bit of this like chicken and egg question whether it's that people are becoming more more aware or that the medicine is actually like softening or 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 both mm. that you know they're influencing each other as you said yeah. zach it's like yeah things in the jungle are intense <laughs> uh, and these guys were coming out with these like with this medicine made for people who were used to taking medicine and who lived in these intense surroundings but that also somehow there was this feeling uh, i've heard adriana and her friends talk about this before that people needed a, a seriously uh, sharp wake up like mm. a, a punch in the face was what the original medicine uh, that that came out of the jungle felt like to people and it was it was in 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 their view what people needed whereas mm-hmm. now it it seems to be evolving a little bit towards a, a sort of a softer more loving uh, embrace uh, <laughs> tell that to the people who have a tough night right <laughs> <laughs> the gringos who have a tough night now pero igual <laughs> un, un sí, broma, igual yeah, la yeah, medicina yeah, es diferente yeah. para cada persona que la toma para oh, alguien yes. es dulce y deliciosa y para otros es Lo peor. <laughs> so med- the medicine is different for everyone who takes it and for one person it's going to be sweet and delicious and another person it's going to be tough and, and, mm-hmm. and harsh mm-hmm. mama knows what you need <laughs> it, um, yeah it, it's let's go down this little path a little bit The in our experience and our perspective 
those people who have a hard time, a uh, difficult time with the medicine, have a hard time letting go and have a hard time, um, they, they want to fight, they want to resist the medicine. And it's, it, it's, it's almost like the medicine keeps hitting them. Boom, boom, until they just go, ah, oh, okay. And then it's suave, it's, it's yeah. smooth, yeah. Yeah. Sí, totalmente, ese es el efecto de la medicina, mientras la persona más se resiste como al efecto y a entregarse a, a que sea, más es más difícil, más tiempo se queda como sufriendo y peleando consigo mismo, pero si uno se entrega y decide aceptar lo que venga, porque igual no tiene salida después de que te tomas una copa de ayahuasca, es más suave y más sutil y es más fácil entrar en la profundidad a la que queremos llegar. So yeah, she says totally, you know, the people who who resist and fight, uh, they get stuck in, like, with this kind of suffering, um, you know, and and it's pointless fight because once you take it, there's, like, no escape, so you actually, and it will just keep, uh, it will just keep, keep you in this place as long as you fight until you sort of, like, eventually surrender, you know, I think... Mm. Sounds like life. Yes. It's like once you're born, there's no escape. Yeah. Totalmente. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Okay. Um, now let's go down. This is something that I wanted to ask, and she hasn't really, Adriana hasn't answered me specifically um, about this question. Is so. Adriana, you have lots of experience. Tiene mucha experiencia con muchos taitas cuando está um, pensando a tomar con un taita, um, ¿qué car características o cosas que están uh, buscando? Uh, ¿Qué es bueno? ¿Qué es malo? Uh, ¿Qué es neutral pero importante en lo mismo? So I'm asking Adriana, uh, you know, when, when you're looking, she, she's had lots of experience with lots of different shamans or taitas is what they call them in um, Colombia. You know, with her experience now, what does she, if she's looking at drinking with um, a, a new taita or a new shaman? What are you? What what is she looking for on the positive side, and what are some of the red flags, uh, banderas rojas, uh, red flags to to watch out for to you know say no, and that's not necessarily someone I want to drink with. Bueno, pues retomando lo que estábamos hablando ahorita el que la ayahuasca haya empezado a salir y a llegar a muchos lugares y ciudades y países fuera de la Amazonía, que es donde es originaria, ha sido también eh, positivo, muy positivo para que muchas personas tienen acceso a ella, pero también un poco negativo en el sentido de que muchas personas que no tienen el conocimiento o la preparación con un taita no han aprendido lo suficiente, están usando la ayahuasca más para un beneficio económico o para muchos otros intereses que para la sanación de la medicina, que es su, su real trabajo. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of people who don't, there are a lot of like taitas out there who like haven't really done uh, done the work um and are are using the medicine for other gains you know like especially economic gains or or others which you don't really specify but entonces lo más importante cuando vas a buscar la medicina es buscar o 
preguntaros, conocer, informarte sobre el Taita y buscar que tenga una buena reputación, que tenga experiencia, que sea conocido, que no tenga malas historias. Ahorita en Colombia se y, bueno, y en varios países en el mundo se ha armado mucha polémica porque hay muchos taitas que no son taitas ni chamanes, pero que se compran plumas y van y compran la medicina porque los indígenas necesitan dinero y la venden y sin saber nada empiezan a dar la medicina y lo usan para fines sexuales o para simplemente engañar y obtener dinero. So yeah, because it's very important that the reputation word of mouth it's like very important to um, ask around and investigate about the the type that you're going to take it with because there is a lot of um, there's a lot of people now because of like economic needs that indigenous people in Colombia have that you know there there are these guys going out and you know just buying some feathers and a and a headdress and and starting to do ceremonies and a lot of time just to get rich but also like there's sexual exploitation going on there's like all kinds of like dark stuff it sounds like going on so it's like very important from what she's saying y también muy importante normalmente las ceremonias se hacen en grupo pocas veces eh, bueno algunas veces pueden haber eh, como ceremonias privadas mm. pero si vas a una primera ceremonia Ojalá acompañado, ojalá que sepas que hay un grupo de apoyo y que conozcas y, y que te expliquen el paso a paso de la ceremonia. Porque pasa que van a la ceremonia y entonces el Taita dice que hay que limpiar mm. y que hay que tocar las partes sexuales mm. o que te va a limpiar con su pene. Entonces. Mm. <risa> yeah, so. Es la ciencia. Es la ciencia. At least some people who can support you in the in the ceremony if you're doing it with someone that you've never drank with before, um, and that it does happen that you get these like small little ceremonies and and that suddenly the taita is telling that he needs to do some kind of a a cleaning of your energy which involves touching you or even she says like cleaning you with his penis. Uh, <laughs> she's like it does not sound inviting at all, um, but. Uh, no doubt that it happens. So. Mm -hmm. Y bueno, también me parece importante aprovechar. Ahorita hay un movimiento internacional que se llama Ayahuasca Internacional y resulta que ninguno de ellos es Taita, pero a los dos meses hacen un curso de dos meses o dos semanas y ya tienen el certificado de Taita y hacen ceremonias en toda Europa, también han hecho en México, en Estados Unidos y no son verdaderos taitas, cobran un montón de dinero por hacerlas y lo único que están haciendo es enredar a la gente o hasta enfermarla más. Y en ese mismo grupo de Ayahuasca Internacional se han ya hecho varias denuncias por violaciones, mm. por accesos y tocar a las personas en medio de las ceremonias. Entonces me parece importante, totalmente rechazable Ayahuasca Internacional mm. o Inner Mastery. Se llama. Mm. So, um, 
that is interesting. Um, there's this group, Ayahuasca International, um, and they have this, I guess, this group of shamans that are, they do kind of two-week courses to get certified, uh, and then they go around the world um, doing ceremonies, and there's been loads of stories of, uh, of dodgy stuff going on, um, you know, and the medicine is getting abused basically, and people are just uh, becoming sicker, or, or there's there's kind of like molestations going on. So she absolutely firmly rejects uh, this group, Ayahuasca Internacional, or Inner International. Inner Inter Inner International. Um, so that's a pretty f uh, categoric. Um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Rejection, rejection, or, yeah, yeah. Of, of that particular yeah, organization. Okay. Uh, I would definitely be wary of, of any organization who's giving out certifications after two weeks or two months. Yeah, funciona yeah. como una pirámide, entonces tú, cer tú te certificas, pero necesitas tener un grupo y crear el grupo a tu alrededor. So it functions a little bit like a pyramid scheme, uh, yeah. uh, where you pay money and then you go off and you certify a bunch of other people. Yeah, it sounds horrible. Um, I, I always think, you know, um, I think it's interesting. I'd be interested to hear your your guys' thoughts on this. I think, I think there's a kind of a phenomenon. Actually, I know this happens in permaculture, where you you find this because to me, permaculture is also kind of like a medicine because mm. it's like wow, we can. It's this like powerful amount of information where you suddenly embolden to be like, whoa, we can be like good for the planet we don't just have to like use up all its resources and and it's such kind of gateway opening information but i think there's this f sort of phenomenon in humans where when you're still on a learning curve you you suddenly think you know everything um yeah. and it's this like enthusiasm to share this thing that you've just learned and this like probably like still ego driven thing of like I've had a revelation I'm special I need to go and share this with everyone and it's actually coming from a really like a good place in a way but it's a little bit like you know Alan Watts says tells the story of the the monkey who who sees that the fish is drowning so trying to help <coughs> me takes him out of the water <laughs> on the beach you know like <laughs> Not actually trying to do a bad thing, but I, I think a lot of like bad things get done in a way by this. So I don't know. I guess my advice to everyone, and I this is as much to myself as anything, is like really just like, go slow with this mm -hmm. stuff. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, mean, I actually had a word for that: apprenticeitis. For the apprentices who um, they consistently, I, I imagine I did too. Um, I'm during, sure you did during my time. Yeah, um, it's it's part of the the process. Um, just being like, "Wow, I can do this!" Wow, all right. And thinking one success situation translates into some sort of certification or or something like that. Um, so yeah, definitely see that a lot. Um, yeah, and it's interesting the yeah. The, two weeks or two, even two months of training is is just not even the tip of the iceberg really um but it's one thing that 
one thing I always, not always, um, one thing I point out is when one is talking with someone about their training, um, is to ask them, let me put forth an, an example. I met a guy down in Peru, and I said, hey, we were talking, and he's in the medicine, and, and he's like, yeah, I've been studying the medicine for nine years. I'm like, wow, that's impressive. And Okay, cool. So you live in Peru? No, I don't live in Peru. Oh, uh, so, so you come back and forth to the United States and Peru? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So how many times each year, or how much time each year do you do that? Oh, about two weeks, maybe a month. So at best, that's nine months of study, right? right? And so that, th those are kind of important questions, particularly gringo shamans. And I imagine if you can, if you can have that conversation with the, the taito or the maestro uh, in, in Peru or Colombia or Brazil or wherever you are, that's a good thing to kind of drill into. The other thing, though, is that gringos have um, an advantage because <clears throat> we can go, and this is what happened with me, is we can go down to Peru and do nothing. All we do is dieta, ayahuasca, dieta, ayahuasca, dieta. We don't have another job. We don't have a family. Um, and so our training time can be intensified and condensed into a shorter period. It's the same amount of training, but shorter time, which is good and bad because there's when it's spread out over time that's when wisdom and experience and more marinating integration can happen but the, i would say that the the gringos have a, a financial advantage because the peruvian or colombians <clears throat> they cannot take a full year to just do medicine because they have families they have to take care of. most most south american families start when you're 18 to 21, if a woman has a, or someone has a child later than 25, it's, it's quite unusual. Usually, particularly in these rural uh, communities, it's, it's very common to see 20-year-old women with five kids already. Um, that might be slight exaggeration. I have to do the math on that one. But point being is that the gringos do have somewhat of an advantage. Um, so, and again, it's a good and bad thing. So, you know, what I was able to do was you know, four and a half years doing nothing but ayahuasca. Right. Um, so I don't, uh, I'm going to ask. Well, I, I, I would have, I mean, I think it's, there is always this tendency to, in a way, it's like a, a, a sort of a, a Western perspective mm. to measure things in a linear sense. So mm -hmm. it's like, well, this guy's done 10 years and this guy's done five years and, yeah. and then as you say you're like well how much of that five years was even taking medicine and you know of course there's, it, it's actually a hopelessly complex thing to try and to sum up because so much of the actual important stuff is not of course a lot of time in ceremony and a lot of time studying mm. but what was happening before that is also hugely mm -hmm. important mm -hmm. and what happens outside of ceremony like mm -hmm. what is the quality of the introspection that's taking place uh 
outside outside the ceremony you know like i say what uh you know me and you have me and you've become good friends and like one of the things that i was like very encouraged to see was how like well read and kind of uh centered you are just in your life in general and i think that in a sense is that i'm sure the medicine has helped you get there but there's all these other things uh that are in a way incalculable and, and non-objectifiable um, mm. that allow you, sort of both of you to you know i, I know your parents jess like they're yes. both fantastic people you know that is a huge advantage you know you were brought up what like in in the kind of like ashram sort of can see you probably learned to meditate as a as a small child you know like feeling the power that you have in ceremony it's it's not really correlatable to how much time you spent just studying the medicine you know so it's like and so ultimately there is not in anything uh, like a checklist really that you can give people where you're like well I you should only really do a taita who's done 400 hours of ceremony and and, and read these three books and it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work like yeah, that right yeah, yeah. Um, and you know I think also to an extent uh, the the teacher you need is the one you find mm -hmm. <laughs> you know entendiste más o menos pero cuál era la pregunta la la cantidad o sea la ventaja que tienen los gringos de, de meterse como dice o sea como cuatro años y medio de no hacer nada sino estar en ceremonia que eso le dio a él la posibilidad de avanzar su aprendizaje en una manera que no está disponible a, a, a un colombiano campesino promedio um, y, y por, por razones económicas principalmente y, y lo mismo tiempo este hay valor eh, si hace este um, educación con mucho tiempo porque este como se dice wisdom sabiduría sabiduría el paso con tiempo, tiempo sí. eh, pero al mismo tiempo tenemos un uh, como advantage. ventaja ventaja pues, económico sí. pues los abuelos en Colombia dicen que la forma en que ellos aprendieron fue que desde chiquitos sus abuelos sus tíos todos tomaban ayahuasca y ellos tomaron y tomaron ayahuasca y cuando sintieron el llamado un abuelo los llamó o los invitaron a hacer taitas porque según el linaje hay diferentes linajes de ayahuasca en Colombia, pero según el linaje los escogen. Entonces un abuelo dice que hay dos tipos de taitas o chamanes, el que nace y el que se hace. Entonces hay unos que ya nacen como con esa eh, in, in, información interna o llamado o sabiduría y que simplemente necesitan tiempo para obtenerla toda a través de la ayahuasca o el que sinceramente siente que quiere hacerlo o también es un llamado interno igual so the, y se va a la búsqueda the, the way the titas are formed in Colombia is from a young age they, mm -hmm. they start getting initiated and the the abuelos or the, the I guess the elders is really what abuelos mean not, not grandparents um, say that there's two types of, of, of taita there's, there's the, the one who's born to be to, who's kind of like born into the role essentially and and the one who's who's called into it mm. uh 
y la forma en que se puede llegar a ser taita o abuelo o chamán es internándose en la selva y tomando ayahuasca y tomando ayahuasca y tomando mucha ayahuasca. Y la forma en que you become a taita en that culture is really like going into the jungle on your own and, and taking the medicine lots and, 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 and just doing it. Mm -hmm. Y en muchos casos he escuchado ese como inconveniente que han tenido muchos que sienten que necesitan irse a aprender a la selva, pero también tienen una familia que mantener y unos gastos que hacer. Y en algún momento tienen que como tomar la decisión e irse solo a la selva a prepararse tomando ayahuasca día y noche. So yeah, they, and she has heard of, of, of these cases where certain certain people are, are very called to the shamanic path but they have to choose essentially between mm. their families that they need to maintain and taking this trip this like long trip into the jungle and and, and, and just being with the plant and they have that's a choice that they have to make mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah which is a little bit different than in peru um in peru you ask about studying the medicine And the answer is dieta, dieta, dieta. Yeah. yeah um, uh, not so much ayahuasca, ayahuasca, ayahuasca. And that's, that's the lineage, my lineage too. So there's going to be differences there. Um, but there's, it seems Peru has much more emphasis on dieta uh, than... Yeah, in, in Ecuador and in Peru, there are many dietas of many plants. In Colombia, there are also dietas y, y se, se combina con tomar ayahuasca, pero sí, en Perú y en Ecuador principalmente son mucho más estrictos con, con las dietas, con mm. dietar plantas. Yeah. Yeah. So, definitely that's a, a more of a, a Peruvian and Ecuadorian thing, she says, that um, in Colombia the focus is much more on just taking the medicine and I think, pero solos lo toman. Tomando dietas también. Mm but like taking medicine on their own in the in the jungle whereas i think in peru and ecuador these like plant-based diets are, yeah. are very very much a part of it mm -hmm. well, w one question uh i just came across um i i don't know much about colombian ayahuasca shamanism um because i haven't experienced it yet i look forward to it um but <laughs> i'm curious um In, in Peru, ayahuasca is used, uh, th there's a component of healing, there's a component of um, diagnosis as well, and also trying to see maybe where something is, find something that is lost, or all this, or there's all of these components going on, or a combination of components, I should say. So healing, um, uh, diagnosis, Uh, learning something that is lost or, or finding some information. And then there's also connecting to the divine. Mm -hmm. And my question is, in, in Colombia, from what I've, little I've read, um, it's more the connecting with the divine. Or is, am I incorrect? Or is that a general statement that is not correct across Colombian uh, shamanism, ayahuasca shamanism? ¿Entendiste? Sí, eh, bueno, no estoy muy segura, pero creo que es igual, solo que sí, en Colombia no está como de, definido por las por esas etapas que acabas de describir. Sí se enfoca en conectar con lo divino, pero para llegar a conectar por lo divino tienes que pasar por eso, por 
sanación, por mm. limpiarte, por aprender. Y luego, y, y luego yeah. a llegar al aprendizaje. Los amigos que tengo que se han dedicado a aprender la, la ayahuasca y a ser aprendices, tomando, preparándose para ser chamanes, ellos dicen que han empezado eso, como primero entender quién soy yo, qué quiero, para dónde voy, qué necesito limpiar, qué necesito limpiar o sanar de mi linaje. Mm. Y después de que pasan ciertos como pruebas o etapas, ya empiezan a como a bajar información y a conectarse con lo divino y a aprender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she, yeah, she not quite in agreement there. I think she says that really it's a it, it is a case of connecting with the divine for sure, but at the end of a journey, mm-hmm. you know. So, so who am I? Why am I here? What? ¿Quién soy yo? ¿Qué quiero? Para dónde, ¿Qué necesito sanar, limpiar? Y yeah. So who am I? Um, uh, what do I need to uh, heal in myself? Uh, in order to um, kind of connect with my purpose and, and and then once that work is done they can start to she says like bajar información so like take receive and receive divine information uh, mm-hmm. but it, it's very much yeah, at the end of the journey as well for sure yeah thank you um, because our kind of approach as well is like yes there's work and cleaning and so forth to do Um, so that part is medicine mm-hmm. and then the then connecting to the divine is sacrament sacramento yeah sacramento yeah. Sí. Um, so medicina uh, conocimiento y conocimiento, sabiduría y luego sacramento cambia sacramento sí. so it's a, it's this interesting flip that the, in Peru never was never really articulated no one ever said it specifically um, but it, there was this like yeah cleaning 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 healing 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 and connect to the divine and my teacher was like yeah ayahuasca is like a religion in that sense and ayahuasca is a sacrament mm-hmm. so it's, it's interesting yeah it, it's definitely better than dried wafers <laughs> <laughs> that really mirrors the the whole wounded healer Um, aspect of the shaman's journey or the taita's journey is that you kind of start out with you know being kind of a broken broken down person and needing to do a big hero's journey to find out who am i and what is what is that thing that i need to heal in myself so that i can bring healing and and bring the medicine to other people yeah i I think it's really interesting um i think in all these things the sort of like It's very easy, I guess it's a little bit that kind of like apprentice's curse you were talking about, which is almost like another way of like the spiritual bypassing, mm. <laughs> you know, the like people who don't want to do the work. I And I see that in like uh, all around, definitely see it in permaculture teachers, really see it in, in yoga teachers and sort of meditation mm. kind of guru, just spiritual gurus in general who and it, it's not really even to say that they're like false gurus because i think in in the right circumstances they definitely can probably connect to this divine but there's so much stuff in the shadows that hasn't been mm-hmm. been integrated you know and, and I, i i think it is it is the nice thing about where you guys are at and what you're doing because you have integrated so many other you know 
just in what you're mentioning there you know the hero's journey works like joseph campbell uh, you know mm-hmm. you're interested in like ken wilbur and all this like really really valuable stuff from like from the west that's like being integrated with these south american medicines and also these kind of um eastern traditions as well and i mm-hmm. think really that like that is where we're at you know like that is what we as kind of a people need need to be doing because and it it is the interesting thing about a lot of that stuff isn't necessarily relevant to the um maybe to the south american shaman who Mm. comes from the jungle because it is quite a a unique and and, and somewhat confined worldview Mm. which has immense beauty and wisdom to it but it, it, it's narrower you know mm-hmm. um so yeah, it's like very interesting stuff yeah. I think. yeah it's um you know if to take the com or the view from ken wilbur it's not just waking up which waking up would be the spiritual focus focusing on the spiritual path but you have to wake up you have to clean up and then you grow up Right. So the cleaning up is cleaning up that shadow stuff. Yes. And um, I don't know, and I don't want to be offensive, but <clears throat> and I'm talking with great respect. But in <clears throat> South America, the idea of going into one's shadow is, from what I can tell, not that prevalent. <clears throat> um, do you want to? Sí, es interesante. Estamos hablando de, de como integración y lo que yo estoy diciendo es que lo que me gusta de, de ellos es que no solo toman el camino espiritual y la medicina y la ayahuasca, sino enfocan mucho en, 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 en la sombra y en, la, en el trabajo en el parte oscuro y entenderse de una manera muy terrestre, digamos. Y, y por eso veo mucho valor en lo que hacen y ya que se está diciendo que con mucho respeto y solo es una intuición una idea pero de que esa como idea de uh, investigar mucho en la sombra de uno eh, eh, tal vez no existe digamos en las, en, en las culturas indígenas de, de, del sur de América es más el camino espiritual eh, sí, totalmente. Y yo creo que eso de trabajar la sombra, o de, ellos la ven como que primero tienen que trabajarla y es la parte que tienen que limpiar o mantener un mm. poco en su buen comportamiento, en tener, en ser un hombre ejemplar, en ser un padre de familia, en tener una familia. Dentro de la tradición de los taitas en Colombia es muy importante la pareja. Dentro de Colombia las mujeres apenas hasta ahora están empezando a salir mujeres chamanas o, ta- o mamas, pero es importante la posición de la mujer al lado del hombre medicina, porque es como la casa, el hogar, el que sostiene que toda la energía alrededor del hombre medicina esté bien. Entonces creo que para ellos la sombra la trabajan como manteniéndola integrada pero en su trabajo interior con la medicina pero solo si están dedicados a la parte espiritual y lo, la sombra solo es como trabajada y limpiada yeah. 
Yeah, so she agrees largely with that, you know, um, that the shadow, in a sense, is like almost integrated through the work with the medicine and that it's very important that the, the medicine man be a sort of like upstanding uh, male and that the, the, the relationship, the, 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 the partnership between the man and the woman is very important. Um, but the actual act of maybe like sitting down and performing psychoanalysis, uh, psychoanalysis on oneself is, mm. is not really, um, it's done through the medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Which, <clears throat> which, um, and then like you pointed out, it's a very different context in which one, extremely different, which one is, is what am I trying to say? It's a very different context um, just in the basic lifestyle in, in the jungle. And the definition of an upstanding man mm-hmm. is completely different. Mm-hmm. There are some things that are totally acceptable there, which is awesome, um, inappropriate, which is not acceptable in, in Western society. And so when those, those, those two different views... It can create a little, not necessarily friction, but just, um, yeah. Son cosmovisiones yeah, y creaciones sociales totalmente diferentes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are, like, ultimately completely distinct worldviews, and um, there's a huge amount to learn from it. Here's what I think. I think that when a person reaches a certain level of up development and has done a certain amount of work in themselves, it's a lot easier to um, to see each of these people as the incomplete teachers that they are mm-hmm. and to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas probably um, when someone is starting out on these journeys, um, you know... for the perfect guy. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I think, like, in a... Uh, and so, like going to to study with a, a with a with an indigenous shaman in the in the jungle and and expecting him to be this kind of like be all and end all is almost certainly certain to lead you to disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that goes pretty much across the board, but it, yeah, particularly in that case because of the differences, yeah, yeah, because of the cultural differences for sure. Um, it is fascinating. I mean. Me and Adri had a wonderful experience being in, um, being with the, in actually a permaculture project um, in the in the jungle in Colombia. La Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta. Yeah, near Santa Marta in the Sierra Nevada, and we were uh, camped out there in this in this in this piece of land that a group of Colombian people had bought, uh, mestizo Colombian people, but they were working a lot with the Kogis, and we were lucky enough to be able to sit around like some. Um, some some evenings taking mambe, which is a which is coca, which is what we're ta- that's uh, why we're know. talking so long. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, it helps you. Talk. Um, but really getting a, a glimpse into this 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 cosmovision because wh- I mean one of the things I you know as a sort of permaculturalist, um, one of the things that I kind of one of the aha moments I had like studying culture was that I really realized that culture is actually. Um, it's an emergent property of, of ecology, mm-hmm. you know, and cannot therefore be divorced from it. And um, 
And so being in a place like Guatemala, where you do have all this indigenous culture, but these like really woefully degraded ecosystems, mm-hmm. wo- woefully like altered and degraded ecosystems, you know. So, yes, there is all this indigenous culture here, but all of the the forests that would have sustained those cultures and given rise to those cosmovisions have been replaced by corn and coffee fields, um, you know, and 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 that has a very very visceral and real effect on on the culture. And the really interesting thing for me about being in Colombia is you do have these like expanses still of of jungle and uh, pretty much autonomous people, mm. you know, and. And the kogis are definitely one. And interestingly, they don't work with ayahuasca. They work with other plants, but they don't work with ayahuasca. But they have some... Uh, yeah, I just I found it very, very interesting sitting in, in, in circle with them and hear them talking about, for them, yeah, absolutely, the, the pareja is everything. Mm. You know, and like, um, to walk away from your partner, to let a marriage um, disintegrate is a is a really really serious thing to do because you're sort of abandoning your spiritual path when you do that but also very clearly delineated lines around masculine and feminine energy that would probably be like quite offensive to (laughs) your sort of like modern secular uh, uh, westerner especially someone like versed in kind of like feminist literature Um, but nonetheless hugely valuable teachings Mm -hmm. and but this is what I mean about like the value of being able to discern some of them, and mm-hmm. uh, which I think is also very important, you know. Yeah, the, the culture being a product of the ecology, um, and then there are reasons why the actions of those, in this case, teachers, are the what they are. Um, good, ex- if I may, kind of go down a path here. Um, I spent a fair amount of time on the Rosebud Indian Reservation growing up and spent a lot of time with the medicine people there. There's a big correlation between what I saw there and what oftentimes happened in Peru around alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the medicine people in both places are put under a lot of pressure. Um, different pressures, very different pressures, but at the same time similar pressures. And... Um, having you know, seeing the pain of their, their people their family and so forth um, and particularly in the Peruvian context it was a machismo culture so you don't sit around and talk and, and, and share and let some of this pressure out what do you do to relate to your, your friends you go out drinking and so that's you know it's 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 a product of that ecology that and then that culture morphs and evolves based on what the, the greater ecology is going on and happening. ¿Cuál es tu? O sea, yo estaba diciendo que la las culturas en, en Colombia hay, hay, hay bastante cultura intacta todavía por, por la ecología que está como intacto en, en ciertos lugares entonces mucho más preservado de lo que está acá donde los, los ecosistemas han, han sido dañados y, y Zach también está diciendo que, que después de haber sido en Perú y, y en el norte de América con culturas con medicinas um, donde también la ecología está como 
bastante roto, pero también donde hay bastante machismo y, y dependencia de alcohol, porque por la cultura machista, hablar entre hombres en una manera suave no se hace, entonces se toma alcohol. Pero es interesante, no sé cómo, yo no sé tanto de la, de la cultura Kogi o la cultura de, de Puto Mayo, donde todavía sí tienen sus su, su bosques, pero cómo está la cultura ahí en términos de, de machismo y qué hacen los hombres para, para bajar la presión si no es tomar alcohol como... Just to be clear, um, Neil is asking Adriana um, about what we just said about the culture and, and particularly alcohol and, and machismo and so forth. So, just to... Bueno, en la cultura Kogi, bueno, los mamos que están en la Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta son una comunidad conformada por cuatro grupos indígenas que son únicos en el mundo. So the, 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 this, this culture in the, in the Sierra Nevada are una colección de cuatro culturas. So, uh, cuatro comunidades indígenas. Ah, it's a, it's a collection of four different communities and they have mamos who are like their, como taitas. Sí, entonces ellos their, comparten todo el territorio de la Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta y ellos dicen que son los guardianes de la sabiduría ancestral y que la Sierra Nevada es el corazón de la tierra y que ellos son los encargados de guardar la información y ayudar y enseñar a los hermanitos menores. Mm -hmm. o sea, so these this collection of communities who live near this place in the Sierra Nevada, which is sort of ecologically one of the most extraordinary places you, you can imagine. It's uh, snow-capped mountains that run all the way down with a lot of forest all the way down to to the beach and so you have probably every ecosystem in the world within a space of a couple of hundred kilometers mm. you know from like snow-capped mountains to humid tropics and, and everything in between and they consider this place to be the heart of the world and and they consider themselves to be the the guardians of the information contained in this place and they now consider it to be their duty to share this information with their younger confused brothers who are, who are us. <laughs> Entonces la conexión y la relación que ellos tienen con la ecología y con la tierra es totalmente y sagrada. Ellos mm. hacen pagamento, ellos le piden permiso a, la a las piedras, al río, al lago. Entonces la la connotation ecológica que tienen ellos es única y no se puede como comparar con otra cultura. So the ecological uh, like understanding um, that these people have is really like incomparable and the way that they relate with the earth uh, is very sacred and, and they make a lot of payments and ask like permission for, for really everything they do. Mm. Entonces ahí eh, también está muy separado como las tareas femeninas y las tareas de los hombres, pero tienen una relación muy armónica y equilibrada entre hombres y mujeres. So the the work or the the jobs that men and women have are very very different, but they there's a a, a lot of equilibrium in between men and women. En el sur de Colombia, bueno, y en otras culturas de Colombia, eh, gracias a nuestra herencia de la madre patria, también hay mucho machismo y, la, y muchos están relacionados con el alcohol. 
Entonces en el sur, en las sierras del Putumayo, hay también mucho alcoholismo y sí se presentan a veces problemas, pero como entre los hombres de medicina eh, manejan una conducta como uh -huh. aparte y la forma de ellos relacionarse es con medicina. Si uh -huh. tienen que hablar algo o solucionar un problema es o tomándose una tatuma de yaje o fumándose un tabaco. Uh -huh. So, um, yeah, then down in Putumayo or on the Amazon area, where the medicine comes from, because the, the Kogi people in Sierra Nevada don't use um, don't use ayahuasca, <coughs> but um, there is a lot of machismo down in these areas and, and problems with alcohol, but the, the medicine men are very revered and very, uh, it's very important that they are like respectful with, with all people, but between men there, if they need to talk about something, it, it tends to be done over a, a drink, drink of ayahuasca <laughs> or with tobacco. Y en la Amazonía colombiana más cerca a Brasil y a Venezuela eh, tienen otra medicina que es el mambe y el ambil que estamos mm. compartiendo hoy aquí que es el ambil es tabaco cristalizado que para ellos es el masculino simboliza el pensamiento. So then um, in the the further western part of the amazon closer down to brazil the people there have uh, f different types of medicine which is especially mambe and ambil and the um the ambil is is crystallized tobacco which mm. sort of represents masculine energy it's what we're sharing now at the moment and and thought y eh, la coca el mambe es la coca en polvo eh, para ellos es el, la energía femenina y es la palabra and the mambe which is which is um uh powdered coca basically uh is the is is the female energy and 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 the word y normalmente cuando hay que hablar o cuando un abuelo quiere dar consejos o cuando hay que solucionar algo lo que se usa es un círculo de palabras derrotando estas dos medicinas entre todos los que están And so what what happens with with these people um, is when something needs to be dealt with or talked about, um, it's it's done in circles, cir circles de palabras, so word circles. Mm. Uh, it's a probably very clumsy translation, where these two medicines are passed around and it sort of turned into a, a kind of a ceremony, in that sense. I really love the the feminine and as the feminine and masculine aspect of this mambe and ambil that are taken together. It, it kind of mirrors to me the Shiva Shakti mm. relationship because Shiva is consciousness, right? And Shakti becomes the form. So you have the the thoughts um, from the ambil becoming the vibration and the words with the mambe, and it's really a beautiful beautiful thing mm. i appreciate that we're all sharing here right now yeah <laughs> it's really nice there i i always think there is a bit of an element with with some of these indigenous cultures um it's also it's very dangerous to to overly revere indigenous cultures and that's like a trap i think every western is prone to falling into but having been down there with some of these people and and felt this power of the place they live and the kind of culture they have There actually just is kind of this um, uh, sort of just do it attitude mm. <laughs> that they strive for harmony. So they 
understand and emphasize the need and importance for harmony between the sexes that seems to be like a current uh, a common thread that mm. i saw um and but say in the case of the kogis there is this kind of like hardness to them and in some senses probably a complete inability to understand the plight of the pot smoking budweiser drinking expensive useless college educated anxious depressed Mm. 30 year old gringo because Mm. that is a path they have never walked and have no understanding of and would really have no language for it other than you know shut up work hard treat your woman properly and 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 treat your life as a ceremony it, 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 you know so when you talk to these people a little bit it's like they're not going to molly coddle you right? <laughs> right. And again there's like a place for that but i think there's also huge value in 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 in, in, in both you know yeah, in like absolutely. in 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 being with someone who understands where you're coming from and, and can help you to to kind of actualize or get to where you need to go to you know mm-hmm. That, that, I think that's what's happening with, you know, we talked about ayahuasca, um, the grandfathers and the abuelos and the abuelas um, saying, okay, we need to help our little brothers, the stupid gringos, <laughs> out. And there's also this idea that ayahuasca kind of woke up, uh, not woke up per se, but um, the world hit a point and ayahuasca was like, wait a second, the world needs my help. And, and she, as the spirit of ayahuasca, came forth. Because ayahuasca was, was in South America known for at least 50, 60 years before it started to kind of catch on in the West. And I would say that it's both the humans and the, the spirit of ayahuasca going, okay, let's, we, this, this needs to go out into the world to help the world. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. You're nodding your head, yes? Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm talking to Adriana. Um, so cool. We are at now an hour and 43 minutes. Um, oh my God. We've been doing Mambe and um, Ambil, Ambil uh, and it, it truly does uh, cause one to want to talk and talk and talk. <laughs> it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, thank you so no, much. No, thank you guys. Thank yeah, you guys. Thank you. Both Adriana and, and Neil. Yeah, and thank and you for listening, folks, if you've stuck through this for an hour and 45 minutes. Like yeah. Well, it's, it's, like a, it's like a Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've got another hour to go. Less curse. We'll, we'll, we'll do a pee break. Everybody, <laughs> one by one, we'll go hit the, hit the mountain. Uh, so uh, but before we go, let's, um, um, Neil, if you want to, what's the name of your farm and cafe? Yeah, so we have a little farm called Granja Siquin, which is named after the Mayan Nawal of Siquin for, for abundance. Um, but you can find all the information about us the courses that, run, that we run, the work we do on the Atitlan Organics webpage. Um, that's the website of, of my good friend, uh, Shad Goodsey, mm-hmm. who's also sat in ceremony with you guys. Um, we run actually a, an agricultural cooperative together uh, where we both sell our, our products to stores and restaurants and people all around this area. Um, we run a community reforestation project together. Um, and we run regular courses and, and a volunteer program all based around, uh, I guess, sharing the, the, the other thing that I'm really passionate about, which is, uh, which is permaculture. Mm-hmm. 
So that's atitlanorganics.com. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, and they have uh, the best greens, the best breakfast in tuna. Best breakfast, I would say, possibly on the lake. That I've had. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, we've got our own... Everything. Everything. <laughs> Sweet potatoes, taro, Everything. kale, beets, yeah. greens, eggs, goats, yogurt, yeah. uh, coffee. We've got the works. The works. And Bodhi gets to play with baby goats. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you, get a, you get a free, <laughs> free, you get a free goat, goat cuddle with every <laughs> Who doesn't want a goat cuddle? <laughs> well, cool. Um, thank you all again. Thank you for listening. Um, if you like this content... Um, please subscribe to the podcast if you like this content and are interested in finding out more about La Familia Ayahuasca or Ayahuasca Family please go to ayahuascafamily.com and we will talk to you later